Hey Miley, we need some intro music. Ooh. <laughs> I like it, I like it, I like it. Women, get it. Okay, let's go down that road. I didn't see that coming. <laughs> There's a surprise at every turn. Woman, get it. Hello, welcome to this week's episode of Woman Get In Podcast. My name is Miley. And I am Mandy. And we are so excited and grateful that you're with us this week. Hashtag blessed. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> because I feel blessed. <laughs> I'm always so lucky to have you. Yes. You know, uh, so when I use the term blessed, um, I usually will put non-religious yeah. in parentheses. In, like if I say it in a text or something like because luck doesn't always right, describe what, yeah. the right feelings. It's like, oh, I'm so lucky. Like, yeah. yes, I'm so lucky. But it's more of like a feeling of gratitude. Exactly. And sometimes the word blessed just seems to fit. So I'll say it. I'll text it and then I'll put non-religious. Like I'm going to start doing that because <laughs> I hesitate. I don't know if you notice before I use anytime before I use the word blessed, I always hesitate because I'm like, Ooh, yeah, I she's don't like, want this to be religious. Do I want to make this? <laughs> Do I want to say blessed? <laughs> but it, it's more than like, I feel more than grateful and more yeah. than lucky to yeah. be in your presence, Mandy. So Thank you. Yes, yes, yes. I understand the feeling. Mm. I got to watch you sing at the Diamondbacks game. Oh, yes. That was exciting. That's super exciting. Thank you so much for you. And do we have a name yet? <laughs> I can't. Okay. Like, I need a name. So I've been thinking about this. Okay. I, I haven't come up with a name yet, but I've I've been thinking about why I'm so hesitant to give him a nickname. Okay. Because I feel like all the dudes I've nicknamed in the past is because I knew they were kind of passing through. Oh, okay. So it was just an easier way for to identify these passersby. Got it. So, so I'm, I, I haven't been able to figure your, out a nickname for okay. him yet. I'm toying so, around with a nickname of Dez, and okay. I can describe that I can give you the why on that later. Oh, yeah, no, no. But yeah, I just wasn't sure how you'd like me to refer to him. Yeah. You want me to use Des or just say, thank you to you and your man friend. Thank you to you and your more than man friend. <laughs> thank you to you and your more than friends man friend. <laughs> thank you to you and the other person who came to the game today. I really like the more than man. <laughs> <laughs> I really like the more than man friend. <laughs> I can't even say it without laughing. Yes. That's there great. You go. I can't. Uh, so. <laughs> the more than man friend. Yeah. But yes, I uh, I just I, nice. I've just been referring to him as my guy. Your guy. Okay. Yeah. So for thank now. you to you and your guy for coming mm -hmm. and supporting me. It really meant a lot because it was the middle of the day and there weren't very many people there. And no. it really meant a lot that I had some familiar faces in the crowd and yeah. a good support system. So thank you. You're welcome. I love going. Like I if I can go, I wanna go. Yes. Like, April 11th. I've seen you sing this song. I, I've seen you sing this song and heard you sing this. I mean, we know we've talked about this on the show. Like you practiced it 300 times in my living room the summer of what, 2020? Uh -huh. And I don't know how many times I've heard it since then, but <laughs> like out and not and all of the things. But I'm like, 
I don't know. I feel like I'm your number one stand for for this song in particular. And I love every time I hear it, I'll hear a little how you've tweaked it and how you've changed it. And I'm like, oh, that's a new key. Okay. Okay. I know. See her little spin, her little pitch pipe and like. And I was thinking about it today. I think it's the environment because depending Mm. on the sound system, depending on how the sound comes back at me, I have to tweak certain things and unless, you know, and if I don't, then I might be off key or I might be off rhythm and so I think Mm -hmm. I change based on what comes like back at me the sound in whatever environment I'm in yeah you sounded great today oh I was really nervous today because uh it was this is probably the worst delayed system I've ever been in it's a pretty hefty delay I mean the video I have I can hear you singing because you're about 30 feet away and then you hear it over the sound system. And I mean, it's probably a second, a full second and a half. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty it's, strong delay. It is. And especially when you're singing notes that change mm-hmm. so much in, in, a, in a second and a half. Right. And sometimes you have to hold certain notes out. And so I might need to go to the next note, but I'm still hearing the last <laughs> note. Yeah. And it's hard. Yeah. So... But it, it was uh, it was good. I had a lot of fun and uh, I just really, really enjoy singing that song. And I'm so thankful that they gave me the opportunity to sing today and uh, that I'm coming back April 11th. So Ooh. if y'all want to come out, maybe we can all get together on like oh, on April 11th. That would be fun. Mm-hmm. That would mm-hmm. be fun. First woman get in uh, social. I know we're hitting 100 episodes we real are. soon and... A few people have asked me if we're going to do anything and you and I have talked about it and planned absolutely nothing. (laughs) So I don't know. Maybe we have a little free time today. Maybe we'll see what we can do and put together a happy hour, meet and greet, invite some former guests. I don't know. It's not like we have a budget for anything, but if people want to come out and hang out and have a drink with us, we would love that. That would be amazing. That would be super fun. Yeah. And I need to get myself out there and enjoy I've been too focused on work and laying in bed doing nothing. <laughs> I need to She's get like, I there. work or I lay in bed. <laughs> Watching TV, speaking of, oh, binging on TV shows. I hit you with the <laughs> sex life having sex a new life. season. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I, was, <laughs> I didn't want to say too much, but I was like, we have penis. There is penis. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Yes, did I say penis is. or did I say dick? I was like, there's dick episode, whatever episode. Yes. I was like, whatever it was. Yeah. <laughs> I probably uh, uh, said dick just knowing myself. <laughs> I'm like, we have dick. There is yes. dick. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I didn't write down the minute marker, but I gave her the episode. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, yes. And mm-hmm. I watched all, I think there's six episodes. Is it only six? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah. I did not get six. I could barely get through the first one, to be honest with you, because it's, they jump back and forth in the timelines a bit and then all of the stories are now suddenly in focus so it's like you're watching i don't what is it four couples or something i mean there's at least three between billy connor and what's the hot guy brad brad yeah i hate that they named him brad gross yeah but then no offense brad's like Mm. that name just just sort of karen-ish you know brad and chad it's like whatever Mm -hmm. so anyways yeah between the three of them they each have a little story happen oh wait and then her best friend yes she has a bigger role she has a pretty big role a bigger storyline in this uh 
in this season. And so her... So, like, basically when the shit hit the fan at the end of the last one, all those pieces scattered, and now they all get a yeah. big storyline. And it actually, I mean, if you were to really think about each of those four storylines, actually, in my head, after you watch it all, each of those storylines represent like a lesson to learn about love or life or relationships or just yourself. Actually. Yeah. I mean, and I might just be getting romantic about it or <laughs> psychological about it, but I really think like if I were, and I don't want to dive into it because you haven't seen it. All. I know. I, only I watched sat like and watched all six episodes <laughs> in one morning. <laughs> it's so impressive. I couldn't, I, like I said, I didn't even get through the first episode in one sitting oh and then goodness. I watched two and then I think I started the third one, but I don't know if I finished it. I might've, I might've fallen asleep. Who knows? Yeah. I'm not good with sitting down to watch so, TV. I, I really I, I really think that once you watch that season, I'd like to kind of unpack the four storylines because I actually okay. have now, like a this theory is motivating for each, me. <laughs> for like each of the four storylines, I I can summarize in a lesson, like a life lesson. Okay. And then the ending. Oh, my goodness gracious. I can't wait to talk to you about the ending. <laughs> <laughs> Not because it's something majorly like like a life altering right but not a big shock or twist i i think that there's a lot to talk about between me and you with that ending oh boy now i'm really (laughs) wanting to go watch it yeah and um and and there was no dick in the first season uh, you saw like a hint oh no, you're right you saw like huh. brad from the side ro- oh, oh wait so there was that side shot of brad in the showers oh. when the husband when connor followed him to the country club or whatever uh-huh. the gym remember the fitness club yeah yeah yeah. and you caught a side oh, right I we did ca- like because it was fucking huge and connor was like <laughs> the husband was pretty pissed that the ex-boyfriend was hung as fuck yeah i uh, i didn't realize i haven't watched and then we seen the same dick again this time he's like he had it up in his waistband. Yes. I forgot about that. Yeah. I was like, what in the actual fuck? I only, I don't know if that's a thing that guys do when they're, when they're hiding shit in pub, when they're, you know, if they're excited in public and they need to hide it, if that's the way they handle it. Cause I have heard this only recently and, and now I see it in this show and I'm like, now I have questions. <laughs> Should now I need to. A, should we do like a survey of guys? To can find we put out? a poll out there? I mean, I don't think we have that many male followers <laughs> on our Instagram to where we're going to have like a sample of four people giving us answers. But I'm like, I'm super. Now I really. Maybe I'll just privately survey people. Yeah. Why don't we privately <laughs> that survey people? sounds really bad. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, friends, like ah. as you run into them, be like, OK, tell me this. <laughs> I have a lot of guy friends. Yeah. Uh, you probably don't have a lot of guy friends that you could ask that of. No. I'm like, not. Yeah. I'm not a person who has like a lot of guy friends. That you would talk about yeah. their dicks with. No, I'm not. That's <laughs> I don't not want to know really. about their dicks. I just want to know if this is a common male behavior. Uh, huh, is it know. a common male behavior to tuck your junk up into your waistband? I mean, where else would they tuck it if they are trying to hide yeah. it? This is what I want to know. And so, I mean, I think it that's had, the only way. It had never fucking crossed my mind until oh. recently. Like, literally not very long before huh. seeing that show. And then I was like, huh. huh. So is this a real thing? Maybe. Because I don't know. Maybe the person I heard blabbing about it was just, maybe it was their thing. Maybe, you know, maybe this is a one-off. I don't know. I'm going to delegate I don't have a penis. that research <laughs> to you. <laughs> 
thank you. Yeah. I'll uh, <laughs> you guys your report, a full report in three weeks. <laughs> I just got a new title, <laughs> Dick Research. <laughs> Head. Head oh shit. Researcher. Head researcher. Oh my god. That's fucking brilliant. I love that you thought of it. I don't even know how it came into my brain. So that good. Is not me. That That's is you so that is not the way I think usually. Oh. <laughs> wow. Well, yeah. Or is it? Is it just or not the it? way you normally does it just normally not come out? I don't know. Is it normally just buried deep down inside Maybe. of you? Maybe. And she's like, don't say it. <laughs> don't fucking say it. Oh, Head researcher. That's me. <laughs> yes. Oh, so God. We got to that move, show. We got to move along. We'll uh, report back, Mandy, and then let me know when you finish watching it. I will. Maybe tonight. I got a lot of work to do, but maybe I'll yeah. get on it tonight. I was going to watch it in bed. And then I ate a piece of an edible and fell asleep. <laughs> All right, then. I, I really mm. needed to sleep, like sleep, sleep. And um, that's kind of the only way that I can make sure that I pass out pretty hard and don't yeah. fuss. No, no problem. But it was good so far. I'm, I'm really excited now to see the themes in the show. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so you just came back also from another South Dakota trip. Yes, yes. Came and back you from South Dakota. went tubing on a little pe- oh, patch yes. of snow. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so... I was expecting a lot more snow because mm. they, the people there told me that there had been a big snowstorm the week before we were going to go. Mm-hmm. So on the drive there, one of the residents was like, you should get some tubes, like, like to go tubing. And I was like, I've never done that before. So I bought tubes. And when I got there, <laughs> there wasn't very much snow. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, but I still went tubing. Even I if you. I only tubed for like 20 feet. I was going to say there was maybe 30 feet of snow yeah, at best. Yeah, there wasn't much. but And you guys is, would run yeah. and jump. <laughs> you set the tube on the snowbank, yeah. which maybe had an incline of one or a decline yeah. of about one foot over this 30 yeah. foot distance. Barely a hill. Doesn't even count as a no. hill. Like, I don't even know if a rock would roll yeah. down that. So anyways, you guys set the little tube there and then you ran maybe what, six, eight feet, yeah. gave yourself just yeah. a tiny launch, mm-hmm. little launch pad well, yeah. and jumped onto your tube. And I was like... I was going, oh my gosh, watching this because you cut. <laughs> did you warm up like I jog did. in place for I that? <laughs> I was trying to see if my momentum would build up, <laughs> like you know Sonic the Hedgehog. Yes. Did you ever play that video game when you were younger? Yes. And then like in one place, like he'd speed his legs really, really, really fast, and then like you launch off. Miley was revving her engine, <laughs> and like her little legs did this little thing, and I'm going, oh god, what's she gonna do? How hard is she going at this tube? I was a little scared, oh, and. You like just take off and you do this little run and you jump on it. And as you're jumping, I'm thinking, please don't jump over the tube. Like I was picturing you missing the inner tube entirely (laughs) and face planting in the snow. Luckily, you nailed it. You landed it. So athletic of you and just slid down this little 20 feet of slippery slope. One person thought I was going to belly flop. One person (laughs) messaged me on Instagram and said, I thought you were going to scorpion. And I was like, what does Scorpion Oh, where their mean? feet came yeah. over? Okay. And I was like, oh, yeah. Didn't think of that either. <laughs> I was very impulsive. And I was like, I'm going to do it. And you then... seemed very well balanced, honestly. Like, of the few clips that you put, yours was the most graceful. <laughs> oh, thank you. Uh, the other people, like, probably because you're also small. You know what I mean? Like, you were just the most gra- graceful. Some other people, not so much. <laughs> I don't need to... <laughs> 
it was interesting watching yeah, the other folks give it a go yeah. i was like yeah you're not i wouldn't have done it at all so i don't really have any shade to throw i was excited that there are other people yeah at first i was like the only one talking about it because the tube was laying there we had blown it up the first night mm-hmm. and it was laying there for like three days and each night i would just sit on it in the living room dreaming of when I would be able you to send me a picture yeah. sitting on this and I didn't even put that together until now and then I was like okay I must like this is the last day I have to go tubing oh my gosh and and then when other people saw that it was it was possible then they were willing to tube with me I was the guinea pig you had to prove it could but be done I'm I I think part of me all of these years like years the last three years of me doing things that I want to do even if like it might not be possible has given me the strength and I'm like I'm gonna try you all don't think it's cool but I'm gonna do it mm-hmm. and then you'll see and then they all did you know so yeah. I was excited yeah oh there was some people were talking shit in the background <laughs> when you were getting ready <laughs> you were revving up <laughs> there was some shit talking in the background yeah. from people who were like this could go very bad <laughs> <laughs> and I was already worried a little, but I, I mean, I knew you had taped it, like recorded the whatever, and then, then you were posting it. So I'm like, there's no text on here telling me it's going to go wrong. Yeah. So I'm thinking it's okay. Because if it did go wrong, I wouldn't have posted it. <laughs> <laughs> or you would have been like, get ready for it. Like there would have been some indicator, oh, right, I think, right, that true, you true, were, yeah, that yeah. you'd biffed it. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing is like, I, I, I think it's funnier when I do biffing. Oh my God. You with the ice cream video. You sent me that little ice cream video that day. Did we talk about this last yeah, No, week? we have not. So you sent me the ice cream video when you were up in Portland mm-hmm. and you were like, oh, Mandy, I'm trying this ice cream and blah, 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 and it just falls off the spoon <laughs> and then you grab it. What did it fall onto? The counter. Oh, the counter. And then you just pick it up and eat it right away. And you like look at the camera like, oops. <laughs> Two second roller. I don't even know what you fucking said, but you were like, oh, I'm eating it anyways. Whatever. (laughs) You're like, like, fuck that. It's ice cream. I'm eating it. Ah." And I was like, this is hilarious. You need to post this on your Instagram because this shit is funny. Yeah. There's so many bloopers that I have that I just, I just, oh my gosh, you should make a whole reel of bloopers. Yeah. I sent to you or I sent to Amber just because I think it's funny, but I don't think anybody else will think it's funny. I have a lot of bloopers. Oh my gosh. So, (laughs) you know, former guest Ryan, the dietitian, our tofu episode, she, uh, our tofu loving, one of our biggest tofu fans. I mean, besides us, like we're tofu freaks, but, uh, she posted a blooper recently, a reel of bloopers on her Instagram and it's pretty funny yeah i should do yeah (laughs) one of them she had a a ready whip like one of the (laughs) non-dairy ready whips you know and Uh she's like shaking it up shows the camera pops the cab off goes to spray it in her mouth and just gets like a mouthful of like air it was just like you know maybe 10 little particles of the foam and just blasted her with air and she was she starts she lost it's like (laughs) like it's just coughing and choking she's like cool and i don't her pets were probably in one yeah yeah, i think she was doing videos you know she's always like doing recipes and things and food hauls and stuff and then her dog's barking or a cat in the video or something nonsense but you should totally do your your bloopers and put them together that would be great you know i wish someone had caught me this afternoon when Baxter the mascot came running at oh me my, did uh, you see how scared I got so yes and I was so pissed because I just put my phone away like seconds before this and then he come, I mean it all happened in a second he comes running up and he grabs you and your face was slightly terrified and <laughs> but I turned to I don't know I don't ah. know what to call him Mr. Mandy I turned <laughs> <Mr>. to <laughs> <Mandy>. <laughs> He's going to hate that. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) I'm going to be in trouble. (laughs) 
So I turned to him, Mr. Bandy, and I was like, oh, she knows these. Like, he he was a little worried. He's like, I don't get along with some of these mascots. <laughs> I think whatever that's about. But anyways, he goes and I go, oh, Miley knows one or two of the people who do the mascot stuff. So I'm sure this person knows her. And I was like fumbling trying to get my phone out. And then it was all over. Like yeah. you guys hugged and you were cheery and happy. And I was like, I damn. Okay. I, at first I was because he came running at me. He, oh, yeah. he called out my name. So I turn oh. not expecting to see him or the mascot and running full speed at me. <laughs> and so I'm like, ah, and you, you can't, know, it was loud. <laughs> well, you couldn't hear any of that from where oh, we were standing because okay. it's so loud and the other stuff it happening. It was so loud that the cameraman and the, the girl. Vanessa who was about to report they stopped what they were doing and stared right at me and I'm like I'm so sorry and then he came and like he ran he hit me hugged me and then I was like is you, that you you know I was like because yeah. I was like oh my god well he said your name yeah but you know I mean it was just on the big just, screen just yeah it was on the jumbotron the so <laughs> your face and your name that's me I love hearing the announcers say your name Oh, do you tell them how to say your name beforehand? Do they ask? Sometimes they ask and sometimes they don't. <laughs> yeah. and so when they don't, I actually enjoy seeing what they're going to come up with. <laughs> I'm always like, it's kind of one of my like, I, obviously I love your performance, but it's one of my favorite parts of like, how is this going to yeah. go today? Yeah. What are <laughs> we going to, how are we going to say it? Mm -hmm, like, mm -hmm. you know, they, most of them say it a pretty Americanized yeah. version of your name. I haven't heard it butchered yet, not, not but there too, was yeah. this, this person, I, I'm assuming they didn't ask today. They asked, but he still did it. And so I, okay. they asked through, th there's like two or three people. Mm. So it's like telephone. Okay. So I said it to somebody who said it to somebody who said it to the intercom person. Yeah. Do you give them like, do you say it to them or do you give them a phonetic Sometimes I give out? them a phonetic, but for the Diamondbacks, I did not. Okay. It was, he, the person. I don't even know what he said. They, they, it was a hard pause. It was <laughs> Miley. Duong. <laughs> there was a, hilarious. It's in my. I have it recorded, and I, I, I just giggled. I thought, did you? Were you just gonna skip saying her last name? Like it's for a second, it sounded like he was just gonna stop right there. There, there has there have been times where they just stop at my first name. <laughs> the one particular, one in particular, but <laughs> they're like Miley, Miley. <laughs> Yeah, so it's pretty, yeah, it was pretty interesting. Yeah, it, it was good. But you sounded great. I Thank mean, you sounded you. amazing. I turned, at, at the end, I videoed you and I turned around like we were just going to go find our seats. And Mr. Mandy said, uh, he goes, I got chills. I was Aww. like, that's cute. Thank you, Mr. Mandy. <laughs> okay, so you saying that reminds me of the fourth character's name. Her name is Sasha Snow. Yeah. The reason why I remember that is in the show. I hope I don't spoil this for you. I remembered Sasha while she, we were chatting about she it. She makes yeah. a joke about wait have you gotten to the point about like in, in the show where she meets up with a guy from the past right okay. yeah so and he she takes makes her a joke and, yeah some yeah. somewhere in some of the episodes there's a joke about uh and i'm not gonna spoil i don't want to spoil it so it, it could have been a past memory or a current sure, sure. situation but they make a joke about if they get married who would get the last name and she oh. goes if anything you're gonna be mr snow how funny well she's pretty famous and he's yeah anyways i'll catch up yeah. to it that's cute yes, 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 yes. Mm -hmm. i would never <laughs> no uh how are things with you things are good i mean besides my knee is all jacked up again oh, i know i'm so Bummer. sorry to hear about that yeah i mean we i heard it back in november and i didn't do anything to hurt it back then which is what's really aggravating about yeah. it now 
I didn't do anything to hurt it back in November. It just got hurt and it was really bad for a bit. And then it just, it just gradually got better. I don't, I remember it being a little bit swollen, but this past week, um, the new guy and I, my guy and I went bowling and at some point we only played two games. And at some point, maybe halfway through it, I remember thinking, Hmm, my knee feels funny. <laughs> like something, something feels a little ouchy and, uh, you know, just finished bowling. And I don't know, the next day it was clicking and painful and it's still clicking a lot. It's pretty swollen where it hurts. I think I tweaked a tendon and I'm wondering if it was just a cartilage issue from before or if it was a little meniscus tear because it was a really specific like way I was hurt last time to oh. where it was almost just a almost like an impact type of thing mm. that kind of hit me in the corner of my knee in the same spot that it's hurting now. So I don't know, but I didn't do anything crazy. Like yeah. I may have just pivoted funny and retweaked it. I don't because I didn't feel anything. But Up this until is that moment when you were all of a sudden I was just like, huh, my knee feels funny, but I didn't mm. feel a moment of injury. Yeah. Like I did the first time right. I felt when it got hurt and I was like, damn, that hurt. This time I felt nothing except suddenly it just started hurting and now it's swollen and tender, um, which is aggravating, but it is what it is. I don't know. It'll, it'll rest. It'll probably yeah. get better. There's, I've had so many sprains and this is the issue with my ligaments and my yeah. tendons. They're really stretchy mm -hmm. and they, sometimes they just stretch too far and I don't feel pain with it. Right. Your body's not triggered when you are stretched too far. Right. Like most people get to a point where they're, yeah ouch stop mm -hmm. and mine don't do that so I don't know like I mean yeah. I didn't have a moment where I felt anything go funny it well, just all of a sudden started hurting so I'm good it heals fast or recovers quickly it's feeling better it's been about four days and it's starting to it's a it's less painful today for sure than it was even yesterday it was really aggravated um it's still pretty puffy and it's clicking a lot so I'm just skipping my walks for now and I Resting literally as much as you can. Yeah, I and <laughs> I have a little bit of an arm injury, but even that's oh. feeling a lot better. The same arm I hurt when I moved when I like tore my deltoid a few yes. years ago. Um, but that was very minor and I can blow dry my hair with no pain. Like that's okay. I know. I'm like one of my arms is down, one of my knees is down. Oh man. <laughs> like, oh, but man. I worked out today actually. Oh, I did good. I did an arm upper body workout. Ooh just fine so just kind of about keeping my knee comfortable right now and standing in the yeah. kitchen isn't terrible it's just a lot of clicking which the clicks don't hurt the pops don't hurt I think it's just a swollen something in there swollen and the ligaments are just popping as they move over it as I bend the knee so I'm just letting it chill Have it'll you taken calm any down anti-inflammatories to help I did and the internet told me to stop oh interesting but I took some more today I was taking them a bunch at first, icing it, wrapping it, all yeah. that fun stuff. Just kind of elevating too. I think yeah. you said you were elevating as well. Yeah. I spent a lot of time laying on the couch with my leg propped up on the back of it to get it nice and yeah. high. Well, now you have a reason to prop it up and lay on your couch and watch the rest of the sex life. <laughs> Good idea. I only have six dozen cupcakes to bake after this. So yeah, after that, I'll prop okay. it up for sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well... Let me know what I can do to help. Thanks. It's good. You brought me a tea, which is just making my day. Yay. Because I thought about not 
But then what? I not as in getting <laughs> drinks for us. But then I was like, mm, I think we deserve some lemonade or iced tea today. Miley's like, I deserve a lemonade. Really? Yeah, that was really what I, <laughs> I sang in front of a couple thousand people. <laughs> yeah, there wasn't as many people, but that's OK. It was really small. But yeah. it's an exhibition game. So it's between spring training and real season. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it's Tuesday, middle of the day. I was surprised how many kids were there. Yeah, because spring break was last week. But then I and also wonder before. that, you know, maybe this is the tail end of some schools that yeah. also are having spring break. now. Who knows? A bunch so. of homeschooled kids. I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. But it was cool. Field trip. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for you and Mr. Mandy coming to see me. <laughs> You're welcome. He had a great time. Oh, good. I'm glad. I hope he did. Yeah, we wish we could have stayed longer, but yeah, it is well, what it is. Okay. Uh, so uh, maybe about a week ago-ish, I I get into these waves of, okay, I'm going to put myself out there. Oh. And then I like match with someone on Hinge. Okay, we're online dating Because, you again. know, I have the 50 plus people that, are, that <laughs> I'm just not looking at. So every now and then when I have that ping of like, okay, Maybe I can put myself out there. I'll go in there and I'll just look through a few until I get sick of looking at profiles. Yes. Usually I get sick of looking at profiles within like six or seven profiles. And you're only looking at the people who've already matched. Yeah. I don't look at other people. I only look at people who have liked me. That's how I did it too. And I felt like people thought I was an alien. I'm like, I don't want to scroll through profiles. I'm like, come and get it. I don't know. No, for me, (laughs) I'm just, I don't, I don't know. I I yeah I something's weird with me right now and I just am I'm sitting back a lot and not making the first move no I think it's great this oh. is why I didn't do bumble because oh, I didn't yeah. want to be the one have like uh, first of all a time constraint no thank you um yeah. yeah and hinge I feel like you get enough hits a day or every other day to where it's enough that's enough for me and that's the thing I'm not going in there every day like yeah you're I going in there like every go. 10 yeah. days or more or less yeah, yeah. Or more and like more than and so I went in there this one night and I was like okay went through six or seven profiles and I was like oh this guy has really kind eyes and uh and he had this picture of him fishing that just he was so proud of the fish that he caught and I was like this is such a like I awesome fucking photo, like, hate a fish picture. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> I'm weird. It's um, so stereotypical. It's like, so, the, but the reason guys do it, because, you know, they don't, guys don't take photos like girls do. Like, girl groups go out and we take photos of each other. We take photos alone. We'll be like, hey, take a few pictures of me standing in front of this, whatever, so that we have photos of ourselves. Guys don't do this. Yeah, they don't really have photos. So they only take photos when they win things yeah, or do things so. like fishing. But see, that's the other thing, too. Remember like a couple years ago when we had that dating coach guy on yeah. and he was like, well, if you really want to boost up your profile, guys, you really need to uh, hire a professional photographer and get all these fancy photos. And those types of profiles actually turn me off. A lot of those are fakes. Fancy. Yeah, right. So that's why I was like, OK, this guy, like I see him with like his friends and they're having a good time like I like that I mean I'd like to see a professional headshot if you have one and his first one was okay so I'm like okay great then I saw that he works in the dental field and usually Uh when I see something like a dental field I'm like immediately out not interested (laughs) in anyone who works in the same field or even I hesitate with medical field uh but dental is like ah but after like six or seven profiles, I was just like, <laughs> you're feeling generous. Really- <laughs> and so then I was like, OK, like and he said something really sweet. I forgot what he said, but I was like, this is really kind and really sweet. And so I like, OK, great. So now he you're also- so now you got to find out if he's an assistant, a well, hygienist, so a lab tech. We started talking and he goes, hey, I noticed that you work in a dental office. Are you a dentist? 
And I was like, yes, I am. Thank you for what starting you, at the yeah, top. Thank you. I know. I was like, thank you so much. Thank you for not assuming uh, I'm a hygienist or a dental assistant. <laughs> or assistant. Yeah. Uh, and then I was like, so what do you, you know, what, what, what about you? And he goes, oh, I own a dental lab in Mesa. Ooh, I got it with the lab tech. <laughs> oh, yeah. shit. Do you know this? Do we know this? <laughs> we oh, know my God. This. So he goes, oh, my two Wait. brothers are dentists and my dad is a dentist as well. Is this a white guy? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And uh, he goes, and then he tells me his brother's names. And I'm like, I work with your brother at the university. <laughs> I've known your brother for more than 10 years. <laughs> oh, how funny. Do you know who I'm talking about? Not for sure. No. Mm. Yeah. You can tell me all there. <laughs> but yes. Yeah, so, so now I, I don't know. Did you delete your profile? <laughs> Did you block? No, actually. Okay. So I only talked to him up until like maybe a day and a half. And then I went to South Dakota. Wait, you told him you know Yeah, people? we figured out that we knew the same people within oh, a day and a half. I hate that. And so then, uh, and then I got busy with South Dakota. So okay. then I didn't, I didn't get back on Hinge because I, I don't think about Hinge all the time. So I forget yeah. that whatever. So then suddenly, like in the middle of South Dakota. So this is like four <laughs> days later. At, we haven't talked in four days. I have no, like I haven't been following. Well, you haven't talked. I have not talked. Right. I don't, I, he may have left a message and I didn't, I, I haven't even gone back in. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, he found me on Instagram. Oh, boy. <laughs> I'm nervous. I'm sweating. <laughs> I'm biting but my he's nails. he's really nice. You say this with such pause. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. I need the off-air story. <laughs> yeah. So he's now I'm really nice. So you haven't looked haven't. in four days still? Like, it went four days went by, and then you checked, and anything? Oh, well, we were talking on Instagram. Oh, okay. So now you've Because he found it. me on Instagram, okay. so I just chatted with him on Instagram. Okay. So you moved to Instagram and you're still chatting. Is there a date in the future? Yeah, we were thinking about tomorrow night. Oh, okay. You're brave. Am I? I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> Send condolences. <laughs> but yeah, so that's... See, this is, I get myself into trouble when I start dating. I should just not. You need to consult me. <laughs> We should go back to when you were in charge of my hinge. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's a good idea. I liked that. <laughs> yeah. I like that too. Yes. I don't remember if I picked any fun dates. I mean, I probably did. And you like shitty people. So you would nix probably the good dates I would pick. I went on a couple. There was that one guy with the hike. Okay. The one up by Ellen's house. But then I never heard from him again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> your farting story came up recently oh. <laughs> mr mandy wants to pee with the door open and i'm like oh, no yeah no he's like when do we get to pee with it when do i have to when do i get to stop closing the door when i go to your bathroom i'm like never no <laughs> never then? it's not a thing and so now I'll just be in the bathroom getting ready or doing something and he'll just walk in like he's going to pee. And I'm like, no. And I immediately throw <laughs> everything I'm doing down. I walk out the door and I shut the door and I'm like, no, <laughs> I just leave. I won't have any of it. I don't I don't want it. I don't like it. I there some things should just be a mystery. Like, you know, uh -huh. that's a sexual object to me. I don't want to. <laughs> I just just leave it alone. Like some things can just be can't they just be romantic or cute about things like i don't know why do i have to why do i have to see everything <laughs> hear everything anyways i was like no it's not happening <laughs> and he goes miley farted in front of her dude <laughs> i was like first of all that's not her dude exactly. second of all she's probably never gonna see him again and that's what happens <laughs> yes it does what ha that's what happens when you fart so don't fart in front of a guy that you like apparently. on day one that or two normal 
That is the moral of the story. <laughs> I I thought it was cute, but apparently I was wrong. Don't fart in front of a guy at all, period. Not even like don't even say first date or second date, just ever. That is I, what I've learned, apparently, I mean, because ever, this guy dated- is not talking to me back. Like I've messaged him. I mean, just knowing how most guys behave when they go out of town, they typically just go out of town, so turn I'm on a dating a app. Foolish girl. You were just the Phoenix girl. Oh, goodness gracious. I don't <laughs> want to be the Phoenix girl. I mean, I'm just not going to date for a while. That's what I'll do. I mean, you didn't even date this guy. You guys hung out in the park. Yeah. I thought it was a very cute date. It was kind of, I mean, it was, it was cute. a very cute date. It's cute for sure. But I'm just saying, like, I don't know. Just, I'm done for a while now. I'm, I'm back out of the pool. We're going to log my hinge into your account. <laughs> That's what's going to happen. No, it's okay. I'll be like, Miley, block some time out of your schedule for a date. <laughs> I'm going to find you one. No, it's okay. <laughs> She's like, no, it's thanks. Okay. I'm okay. Well, at least let me screen the next time you do. Okay. The next time I feel brave enough to put myself out there again, I will consult with you. That way you don't end up with any brothers of people we know. Exactly. I have no idea how I got myself into this. This is why I say out of dental. <laughs> like, I need to stick to my rules. Nobody in dental. Unless you're like a dentist who's brand new to town. No. No? No. I'm done. No dent. I've never dated a dentist. Nah. I mean, I've kissed a dentist. Yeah. And he took me out to dinner, but we uh-huh. didn't call it a date. <laughs> My face got really squinty when she said that. I was like, oh, right. is this what we're going to hold on to I right mean, now? he didn't ask me out on the date. We just ended up at dinner. So we had dinner together. And then afterwards, he kissed me thinking that, yeah, yes. So it, I didn't agree to a date. It just turned into one out mm. of my control. Non-consensual dating. <laughs> okay. So I don't count that. One-sided like dating. When I'm in control, I choose not to <laughs> date anyone in the dental field. So never? No dates with dentists? Not, 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 I know. Huh. Yeah. Okay. I don't think I have either, to be honest <laughs> with you. So but see, I've been not, around dentists for 25 years, and I was like, no thanks. It's nothing against dentists. It's just like I don't want – like dentistry is such a small field. Yeah. And I – so this might be a good topic for a future episode too. Like it's something about like I don't want someone to already know who I am because they're in the dental field. Yeah. Like, it, I want people to kind of just judge me based on like a, a, a clear – canvas whereas people in dentistry they tend to already know me or if they don't know me they'll probably know somebody who knows me who you know and then they can get information about me and yeah there's probably only like people to if if somebody's in dentistry there's two degrees of separation before they get to you yeah especially you yeah so i understand that and i mean it's the same reason i never put my business name my podcast like i don't put any of that information when i was dating even i would go out with guys and they would ask what i do and i would say like i own my own business they're like what kind of business i'm like a baking business what's the name of it i'm like eh, we'll we'll get there like i just i don't need to tell you i don't need you stalking my business i don't need you stalking like like oh you have a podcast how cool i'm like i don't mind people know i have a podcast i'm not gonna tell you the name of it i don't fucking know you what are you gonna do go listen to every episode of a podcast i put out and then you have this idea of me Mm -hmm. from 30 minutes of you know this type of content that's edited and curated and tailored specifically to the people we're talking to today this isn't this isn't all of me. This is one little blip of what I do. And the same thing with the baking, but like I am not my job. So like it's the same. I was thinking this the other day when you meet somebody in there, they want to talk about your business. Is that exciting for you? And they're like, Oh, you're a teacher at a university. How cool is that? 
And you're just like, yeah, it's pretty great. Like, I don't know where to go with it when people say to me like, oh, you own a baking business. Like, what type of things do you do? And I tell them, like, I just answer the, I feel like I'm being interviewed. So I just flat out answer the question. Like, to me, it doesn't lead to a bunch of conversation. Oh, for me, it does. Yeah, I don't really want to talk about work. Hmm. All, <laughs> like, I, I do my work. I deliver my work. I get reviews on my work. I post it on social media. And then it's just not something I go out into the real world and chat about unless I'm going out with that intention, like networking or to get business or to sell myself as a business. But on a social level, I it doesn't leave me a whole lot to talk about. Like, I don't want to sit around and just talk about what I do during the day. I don't know why. It's not the thing that lights up my life. Like, I love doing it and I'm good at it, but it's not what I like to talk about. I think because it's a big part of my life when I am building a relationship with someone, I do want them to know about a part of my life yeah like that is such a large part of my life so I do enjoy talking about it because I think also in reverse like if someone like you spend a lot of your time at work and so like Mm -hmm. I like to know I like in return I like to hear about my partner's life at work and what his you know and so like I like someone to tell me about what they do during the day like what is a day in you know in your life like like this must be unique to me because I can tell you probably most of there's a lot of my friends that I can tell you maybe the company they work for and ish what they do like (laughs) I could they do something with web design they do something with this like I have no fucking clue what a lot of my friends actually do at their jobs Yeah, I like to know those things about people. What I want to know, though. So the part that I'm always interested in is like, what got you there? What do you like Like, about it? How do you feel about it? Like, do you like what you're doing? Does it excite? Like, I like knowing if they like what they're doing, but I don't want to know what you fucking do. I don't care. I get all of that from the way they talk about their jobs. Yeah. that makes sense? I don't like to ask them those outright direct questions of, you know, why do you like that? Or, you know, like, what is it? I I like to hear how they talk about their job. And from that, I can hear this is like level three of listening. When I was talking about Mm -hmm. what I learned at the conference a couple of weeks ago, like level three of listening is when you hear someone talk about something, but you you can see how it's them showing you how they feel about why they do what they do when Mm -hmm. they do it and how they feel about it. Uh, by hearing how they talk about it. But if you start telling me the nitty gritty of your job, I'm going to check out. And that's okay. That's I'm not, not a bad thing. I don't hear anything you're saying. <laughs> I am off in another world. So for me, I but I get that whole, you don't want people to know you before they know you. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because public perception is very different from, we're all very nuanced. We are. Yeah. yeah. There's much more to us than our social media presence. There is. And there's a lot of like, uh, there's a lot of layers, like onion layers, I guess, as in mm-hmm. one of the, yeah, somebody once said that there's a lot of onion layers to peel back. And like, and I, I think when you have someone, whether it's a, a friend or a romantic relationship, like you should always, for me, I think there's always more to learn about the inner world of whoever it is that you have a relationship with, whether it's a friendship or a romantic relationship or whatnot. And that work world is one mm-hmm. layer of it. Uh, and and then I think a lot of times I like to know, like, what's what's like heavy on your shoulders right now? Because we all have mm-hmm. struggles that we're facing on a day to day basis. And I like to ask that, too, um, to kind of get an idea of what's going on and in, in their inner world and stuff. And maybe it's just specific parts of what I do that I just don't 
care. <laughs> like, That's okay too. That bore like that bore me to talk about. I'm like, I don't know, it's fine. You I would I would rather talk about the business or entrepreneurial side probably than the technical things that I do. Cause I think if you don't do it again, it's boring. Like me listening to somebody talk about coding or web design. Yeah. I'm checking out. I like, guess like, I don't want to hear about that stuff, but yeah. like, if you're coding for a company or you met someone and you talked about what you guys were going to do mm-hmm. or like, Oh yeah. You're, big tell me about that company that you're coding a website for, or like, you know, let's brainstorm what that website's going to look like. Tell me what you're thinking about that website. You know, like that's that stuff. Like, yeah, don't tell me about a, bunch of ones and zeros and html (laughs) stuff like no uh but there's got to be more than that yeah i hope i don't know know why it's just it's maybe it's me no it's nothing wrong i like it i like you i'm not saying it's wrong i'm just saying maybe it's me i just don't i don't know i don't i don't know it was it was an interesting it was an interesting thing i noticed about myself like that's just not something that like to me brings up a whole lot of conversation because it's not me it's what i do Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah, it does. That's just a it doesn't tiny define you. part of me. Yeah. Yeah. It's a part of you. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Anyways, we digress. Oh, yeah. No, I was just going to say like like a part of us that involves money. finances. <laughs> it's what money. I do for money. Yeah. <laughs> Which <laughs> leads us into today's episode. <laughs> yes. We're going to talk with Ellie of SK Wealth Consulting. She's going to chat with us about her mission to educate women on their money, how to make your money work for you, get your butt to retirement with some money in the bank or more Mm -hmm. money in the bank, and how things that you've traditionally thought would always be there for you or be money in the, you know, things that you thought would set you up or what society or corporations and business tells you is good for you money wise may not be the best course of action I love it I'm looking at all these things and so this is great information I'm looking forward to it she's really sweet so let's get into the interview with Ellie Today we have Ellie Kim on the show with us, and I'm super excited to be talking about the topic that we have to talk with her. She's someone that Mandy got to meet at the most recent Women's Expo that she went to. Yeah, so I random we were just wandering the booths, the girls and I, and we came across SK Wealth Consulting, and it was Ellie. And is it is it fair to say she's your partner, Cassandra? Was Cassandra? Mm-hmm. Okay, so came across you all, and I had remembered seeing your name on the speaker list, and so we just we just stopped the group of us, and I said, "Oh, I saw you on the speaker sheet," and so we all just got to chatting and. Um, Ellie and Cassandra, such a great energy, so much fun to chat with them at their booth. Like we just, we just all kind of hit it off and we just started talking about all kinds, all kinds of things. Yeah. <laughs> they found out I had a cake business. I mean, we literally talked about, uh, I don't know, we probably talked for like 15 or 20 minutes yeah, about, so. <laughs> we got each other's life histories or something. It was kind of it. funny. But as I was talking with them, I thought, you know, we've been wanting to have another person on the show regarding finances and retirement and wealth building. And I thought, do you guys, are you interested? And they said, yes. So here we are today. And thank you so much for joining us, Ellie. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited for all of this. So I'm really grateful that we met and I think people meet for a reason. So yeah. yeah. 
I've seen Ellie a couple of times. She's going to help me with my finances because, you know, I left my day job last year and I still have my money sitting in like a 401k type of account. So we're going to move it into something a little more exciting, a little more beneficial. Um, make me some more money is yeah. the goal. I mean, <laughs> we all want that, right? <laughs> exactly. Make the money work for you. Yeah. You <laughs> make my money work smarter. Or, uh, yeah, make my money just make go more, make more. Just <laughs> money, these, make more. Triple M. These, <laughs> these banks have so much money. Give me some of that money. So, <laughs> so you know, Ellie is an entrepreneur. She runs, this is your financial service, right? Mm-hmm. That you and Cassandra run SK, I'm assuming are your, are your initials? Yes, actually it's, um, it's funny because it's, it ends up being SK for Shinye Cassandra, but my last name is Kim. So originally I had created that with Shinye Kim. Oh. <laughs> honestly, um, at that um, event, cause she, um, you know, when she was helping me out, we're like, oh, it just, it works perfectly. Cause we're like, your name is Cassandra. <laughs> so yeah, but yeah, it's actually originally like my first and last name. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. And then, so I know, I know from talking to you and then I know from, you know, the little questionnaires that we send out that you're specifically passionate about serving others and helping people take control of their finances, feeling more confident in the areas of finance customizing things for your clients, optimizing the money they have, protecting your future. And how, how long have you been doing this specifically? Um, yeah, so it's um, going on my sixth year now. Um, okay. And it's crazy how fast it evolves. <laughs> I mean, it feels like just the other day that I was just getting into the new industry and learning, but super grateful and, um, you know, I'm, I'm blessed. So yeah, six years. What did you do before you did financial consulting? Oh my gosh, um, just working <laughs> and oh. grinding away. I I was actually uh, um, interning at an architecture firm because that's the field that I was going into. And, um, you know, I had two serving jobs of, at the same time, trying to finish out school. Like, I mean, I was doing so many things and trying to juggle all of that. And um, ultimately, when I got to that firm, I was like, this is, I see myself doing so much more. And this, um, and I wasn't passionate about it. I was dying for it to be like five, <laughs> you know, so that I could leave. And yeah, so ultimately, um, that's kind of what I was doing, just multiple jobs and trying to figure out my, what I really want to do. How did you get into wealth building and financial. Yeah. Where did the, yeah. where did the light bulb come on? What clicked for mm-hmm. you that pushed you in this direction? Yeah. Um, great question. So at the time I had a friend who was in uh, financial services and um, he had ended up connecting me with one of the broker that does um, same thing that what we do. And then she just kind of opened up my eyes to um, all of this. And well, when she was going over like compound interest and making your money work for you, everything that we just said, retirement planning, the problems in the world of finance and not uh, people just not really having a good understanding in their personal finance. So therefore they're stressed out. Like, I mean, I saw it day in, day out and I was never taught about money. So it really piqued my interest. Um, first of all, like I wanted to under- get into the industry so I can learn it myself, you know, and then 
you know, once I got in the industry, I was like, man, this is really helping me. This could help so many other people. And it's helping my family and knowledge is power if you apply it. So yeah, that's how I kind of fell into it. And um, once I got introduced, I I loved it. I was like, this is helping people. And, and I think that's what I was look, lacking, what I was looking for. I just didn't know how I can help others in the way that I, you know, that also feels good and exciting to me. Uh, I love that you say that knowledge is power because finance is definitely an area where I feel I lack a lot of knowledge about, and mm-hmm. you just don't learn about some of this stuff in, in high school or in college. And then suddenly after college, or maybe after high school, you start working and maybe you work your way up the ladder, but no one ever talks to you about this. I remember my first job, I didn't know what to contribute to my retirement. And I was contributing $200 a year because no one told me anything different. So I just did $200 a year because I just randomly picked a number. No one told me that you need to max out your retirement. I, you know, so, it's like that, so it's like either lack of $200 a year. I have questions about this. Like, what did divided by 12? What is that? $15 a month? What is this? Nobody, uh, nobody taught me any, you know, like, so there's a lack of knowledge. But you know, it makes me wonder, like, there's lack of knowledge, and then there might be misinformation as well. So what do you think? Or what would you say is the worst piece of like money advice or financial advice that maybe you think women have received? I think for specifically women, um, it's mainly just, you know, you hear like depend on a man, right? And that's what we hear a lot. And, you know, I am by all means, like I want my man to definitely be able to take care of me as a household provider mentality, you know, um, but I don't believe in just depending on a man solely. And um, you have to still understand as women um, how finances work. It's even if you're married, if you're not married, you have to make sure you're um, not letting every. Um, like let's say you're married and you um, your husband does works and provides and deals everything with finances. I've sat down with women that have completely no idea anything what goes on in their financial, you know, and um, and in case something happens um, in their marriage or in their relationship, you don't want to feel like you're stuck, you know. So it's just understanding. Give women. Um, women better understanding in their household finances and their personal, just in case something were to happen, like, are you going to be okay? You know, and you're not completely out of the luck. And so I would say that worst of money advice could be completely depending on a man. <laughs> it's not always the best thing. <laughs> yeah, I would totally agree. I mean, we've heard stories from guests. And I'm sure we all have stories from friends or maybe some of our mothers went through this where you are divorcing somebody and, you know, two kids and a divorce and you're, you know, SOL, like you have no idea how much money there is for anything and lawyers get involved. And, Mm -hmm. um, I mean, the last thing you want to do is set yourself up for failure. And this goes back to the old failing to plan is planning to fail. So, Mm not knowing where you stand financially independently or in a relationship, you know, in a pair is one of the most dangerous places in my mind you could possibly be as someone who came, like I grew up without any money. So having something in a savings account has always been really important to me. 
um, not living in debt and not living beyond my means, like Mm -hmm. living with what I need and putting things away and making, you know, hopefully making my money, make money or putting it into things that will be a good long-term investment. Absolutely. Yeah, totally. Um, Do you have, this leads me to a question. Do you have uh, specific investments that you always encourage people to do or specific investments that you never encourage people to do? Um, I, I mean, I guess the, I don't really understand Bitcoin as much as like people talk about that. And it kind of is like, you know, um, when you hear something, it's like, everyone should get in, everyone should get in. Um, you don't want to it be impulsive and make that type of decision. You know, you have to really understand, um, I was guess that maybe just really understanding that. <laughs> um, but I would say that there's a lot of, I mean, it really varies from case to case, depending on how your lifestyle is. And some people are, you know, small business owners, some people are, um, you know, have a regular job, and they're married, they have three kids, and every situation is different. But there are definitely the main concept I could probably give is looking at um, options that gives you tax free growth. Um, And there's two ways that you can do that um, in the US legally is a Roth IRA. <laughs> is a Roth IRA that um, many people I think is hearing now because of TikTok and social media kind of putting information out there. Those are great, great option. And there's also um, life insurance policies that you can actually structure. And if you structure it properly, and this is actually how like Congress these you wonder how where they're putting where are they putting their money you know and where are the wealthy people putting their money in um and so these are type of plans that you can structure where um you can have a life insurance policy and it's not just for you to uh, for your family to benefit for it to just pay out as um, life insurance you can actually utilize that to be able to build wealth inside of it tax-free, and then you can um, withdraw, you can take it out tax-free. So it, it's almost like a creating own, your own social security in a sense that not many people know how it works. And um, if you have a good CPA or they really understand finances, um, they highly, highly recommend it for people to put into okay. those kind of accounts. I know you and I talked about one of these um So, and I have a friend who actually talked to me about having one recently and it was so intriguing to me. I never heard anything like this before. I'm like a life insurance policy that I can put some money into (laughs) and then keep putting money in it into. And at some point I can draw against it in retirement and take income from it. I was blown away. I've never heard of that. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's pretty cool. And the biggest thing is um, I would say being in this industry, um, you have to, well, when it comes to finance, you have to be careful, like who you listen to, too. Um, uh, sometimes um, not everyone has the best interests. And so, you know, that kind of goes back to like my passion of like being able to really have more of women and um, just even I, tr- I have agents as well. And I really want to train them to make sure that you're doing the right thing for the client, number one. And um, if you run your business that way, you know, um, you're always going to have business long term because people trust you. They'll come back to you. Don't do. Um, and so always putting the client first. Um, so knowing who to who to work with. And also, I would say 
um, structuring those type of policies correctly. Um, there are, um, so you have to really work with somebody that understand it, not just, yeah. hey, get this and put your money in. No, you got to know it, all the ins and outs. And I think that's really important. Well. Yeah, I totally agree. There's so much detail in it. And if, if it's new to you, like it was to me, there's, there's a lot to absorb around mm-hmm. it. So that being said, when would you suggest people begin to work with a financial advisor? I think amongst my personal friends, like in my social group, I don't know how many people actually work with social advisors or financial advisors. Sorry. Um, so I'm curious, what's your advice on that? Um, I would say, I mean, the sooner the better, because the, um, the thing about money is that you're, we're never getting younger, right? And the time goes by. And when we're like, oh, we'll do it later, we'll do it later. And obviously, we're all guilty of that, you know, putting things aside, and we're, we're going to get to it. Um, one thing about money and investment is that if you, those couple years, you could have lost out on couple thousand, you know, um, few hundred, like 20,000, 30,000. I mean, because um, compound interest is all about timing and time, how long you have to be able to compound. So um, the sooner, the better. Um, I know that uh, most people, there's a stigma that you need a lot of money to be able to have a financial advisor. And certainly that's how it was, especially even now, you know, um, when you would try to work with uh, JP Morgan, um, you know, Chase and those um, private clientele, um, those are type of ad- advisor, you need at least minimum of 250000 in liquid asset for them to even consider you as a client. Um, you can't just call Charles Schwab and want um, have an advisor, you know, just put your money at places. It's not, um, they're going to be like, you don't have enough. And most people don't have 250000 just laying around in liquid asset, you know? Um, and so that kind of, that's the stigma behind it that you need to have money in order for, so I think people delay it. Um, and then they're too scared to like, especially if you don't have like a friend that's like, oh, you need to, this person is trustworthy. It's really scary to just go talk to a random financial advisor that maybe approached you or, um, you know, or you're, you looked up online cause you don't know them, you know? So, um, but I would say that the sooner you can, I mean, when you're kids, I think you should be like getting educated about it. Cause it, you're, you're not taught in school about finance. And I wish that in high school, that's a class that is required for kids. Require that kind of class over economics. I <laughs> love to take finances and just like personal finance and how to take care of yourself financially, as opposed, I mean, I know economics is really important, but I was just thinking like, what other class do yeah. I want to replace? We learned to balance a checkbook. Oh, and I haven't done that in 15 years in real life. So there was a class in high school that was that taught you how to balance your checkbook. So I remember that class or yeah, yeah, but I don't remember like all of this stuff. Like I keep going back to the whole retirement funding thing. Like nobody talks about that. So Mm -hmm. and, and it's not like, you know, to even ask the question or you even know who to ask those questions. I mean, I think both of us or all three of us have talked about having friends that, you know, you can ask questions and sometimes you might have friends that you can ask. It just doesn't mean that you know what questions to actually ask. Yeah. Um, and, and if you can even give each other advice. And so I think having a financial advisor, I like that you suggest like as soon as possible, because in my mind, I think especially 10 years ago, when I first entered the workforce, 
I didn't know who to ask questions. I didn't know where, like, I was like, I, I don't have a lot of money. I can't just go to get an advisor <laughs> to ask advice. Yeah. So Miley and I work at worked at the same place and Absolutely. with um, the company that they use for the retirement accounts, they did used to bring in advisors maybe twice a year. I'm sure they still do. It slowed down during COVID and they're available over, you know, I'm sure zoom type of connections. But again, if you don't know the questions to ask, all I ever went and asked was like, so here's the money I have. Mm -hmm. I would like it to make me more than what it's doing now. And they're like, you know, you're doing okay. <laughs> you know, and they just, they never really give you any other alternative options or any other types of investments to look at. They're just like, you know, you're doing okay. You're in like money markets, you know, you're getting a couple of percent here, a couple percent there. And I'm like, I feel like other people are doing better though. <laughs> so like what's, what's happening here, you know? And I mean, there's only so many things I could do with my personal salary. Like I've bought a home, like that will be an investment for me in the future. That is an investment for my future, things like that. But I'm like, but how can I make this retirement account? How can I make cash do more for me? And I feel like sometimes some advisors are just happy to leave you sitting there making three to 6%. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I know there's things out there making more mm -hmm. like where help do you start. Yeah. I'm like, help yeah. me retire. Yeah. And even if you ask the questions and they don't get an answer, I'm like, so what now? Like what? I'm not asking the right question. Apparently I'm not asking the right person. And then where do you find <laughs> a, a different person? Yeah. Is there someone else I could talk to here? <laughs> do you have a manager? Yeah. It, honestly, it, it can be very frustrating, you know, because it's like, <sighs> I don't and, know. Yeah. And I will say as a woman, I think I know you they know, talk woman, down to you yeah, a little bit. Yeah. That, or you're, you feel like, cause usually I, I remember the first person I spoke to went 10 years ago when mm -hmm. I started, you know, it was a man and he kind of mm -hmm. dismissed me. I didn't know what else to mm -hmm. do after that. I'm like, so if my husband, I didn't have a husband, but if my husband <laughs> was sitting here asking you what to do with my money, would he get a different answer? And yeah. it's, it's frustrating. It's, I mean, it's not as frustrating as car shopping, but <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, do I hate car shopping? So, uh, especially with a man, yeah. like Ellie and I talked about this. I'm like, there need to be more women in car sales yeah. Yeah. because women will read the EQ mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and gain your trust more than some other slimy male car like yeah. salesperson. So anyways, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's frustrating to feel like there's all this information there, but no one will give it to you. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I think like, it's nice sitting down with somebody like you who gives the information and has lots of information. It's like, well, there's all of this out there, but I don't know if it's right for you. Let's talk about what's right for you. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's the biggest, that another motivator for me is to be able to really teach other advisor and, um, you know, awareness to really understand and listen to the client situation. And because at the end of the day, um, when I sit down with people, it, it, it's so important to really, I almost kind of try to go into their world. Okay. And then they're like, finances and like, okay, if I was in their shoes, like what would be the best route for me with what I'm working with? And um, if you're making 30,000 a month to, you know, 5,000 a month, like what um, to really like picture yourself there so that you can give the best advice that you can give to that individual. And um, I feel as if not many advisors do that, you know, it's just kind of a number thing for them. And it's just doing the right, doing the same thing 
you know, invest here, invest there, you know, and especially back in the day of financial advisors, it's, um, I mean, a lot of it is male driven industry um, still is, but I think there's a lot more women now. Um, But back then, of course, there's male and, and I, they do talk down on you. And that's another motivator for me to really kind of try to change the game in this industry as women. Yeah. And if I don't want to, I don't want to fuss around with the stock market. Like, yes, there are apps and you can put money into these little cute accounts and then you can play around and buy things and sell things. And I just don't want to do that. It's a lot of risk, especially if you don't know. Even the risk for me. I just don't want to invest the time to even think about it. I don't want to have to decide. It's like, it, it is, there is risk, but it's like, it's a calculated risk if you know what you're doing, but I don't want to spend the time. Like that's just not where my energy is best served mm-hmm. <laughs> is learning the stock market. So in my opinion, like just having someone who can set me up with something that has a reasonable rate of return and I don't have to be stressed about it is just, that's, that's perfect for me. That's all I want. I want to check on things. I want to know where we're at every couple of years. I want to know what I should be doing. Where should I move things? What's going to serve me better? I don't want to have to look at something every day and buy and sell and be <laughs> like, that's just gambling. It's just, <laughs> I think that's what I mean by like risk, because yeah. it's like, I, I want to make sure that whoever's doing it knows exactly what they're doing. Yeah. You're gambling. If you don't know mm-hmm. what you're getting yourself into and you don't have the time to educate yourself about all of the different stocks or yeah. the different, whatever it's, they're called. Yeah. Funds. Funds. Yeah. Funds. It's yeah. exciting yeah. for me to like play with my money. I want to put it somewhere and watch it grow. Yeah. That shit's exciting. Yeah. <laughs> with low risk. Yes. Watching security. it grow. Yes. Security <laughs> is so sexy to me. So yeah. <laughs> that's turning so me true. on. Mm-hmm. Like, like watching my bank account grow. That's a turn on. Yeah. I don't want to watch it go up and down and down, 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 and then back up and then down. down. Like, I don't want to do that. I just want to watch it go up. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Secure it, go up, you know, lock in all of exactly. that. Exactly. Is there one piece of financial advice that you really want to hammer home to women? Um, is to don't run away from it. And I, cause there's a lot of women that not even just women, but everybody, yeah. they, they're so scared. They're in debt. They, they are, they think they could never really save. And it's just kind of a fear. So therefore they don't face it, you know? And so they're just keep putting on more debt or they're just stressed out all the time, but they're not really trying to fix it because there's, they don't want to see their financial, um, you know, financial, uh, what, where they're at financially, um, mm-hmm. overall picture of it, because if you see it, you're going to get scared. <laughs> and, you know, there are people that have a lot of debt, um, and they have no idea how to get out of it. <laughs> I have $547,000 just from school. Yeah. So <laughs> no, 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 but you're right. Like, I appreciate that you say, like, don't be scared. And Mm -hmm. I think that's what I love about being able to connect with you, Ellie, because Mm -hmm. it's nice to know that you can understand my perspective as a woman. Uh, Like I said, just because in the past, sometimes some of the the male advisors I've talked to, they get really dismissive when I ask questions, Mm -hmm. or I might feel kind of dumb for asking questions that maybe I should have known you know, and so it's nice to, to, to know that you are rooting for me, just like 
I want to, you know, I need to be rooted for because mm-hmm. sometimes it can be scary dealing with things that you don't know about. Yeah. Yeah. And so just being, um, I try to really educate like the basic concept, depending on what they know. And um, that's really important because I don't want to just put, Hey, do this when you still haven't understand, like just a basic financial concept, you know, Um, it's just much easier that way. And then um, over the course of time, I have clients that um, been with me for a long time. And, you know, I could see their financial knowledge go up and up and up. And each year, it's like, oh, I know this. And I educated my friend about this. And I know so much more. And that that gets me that's what's sexy to me. (laughs) I and I like learning about this kind of stuff. Like it's, it's exciting to me to know all of the different options and have someone who like you do a great job of explaining what different types of accounts are, how they work for you, how, how they can work for you and like what may or may not be beneficial depending on how much, you know, whether you have 50 bucks or 500 bucks to put in a month or whatever it might be. It's like, mm-hmm. here's what might work for you more given this situation. So, um, it's, it's it like my couple of meetings with you on that have been really great. And okay. I think, it's, it's, it's definitely making me want to tell more people that they need to reach out to a financial advisor because there is definitely this. And then there's also a lot of not only the stigma, right. Around money and shame and fear, but then there's also this little bit of having to see it all in one big picture. And then it becomes very real. Mm -hmm. Like, Oh, I have this, but the only way to get rid of that is to work with somebody who can help you through things like planning your retirement, uh, getting a college fund for your kids, getting out of debt, budgeting your stuff. Like, I mean, there's so much there to take into consideration. And one person who can really help you set up all of those things is just incredibly beneficial. Yeah. And yeah, thank you for saying that. I appreciate it. And um, even for people who are struck, I've seen people who are making a lot of money, but some people who are, you know, uh, just in debt and um, it's, you know, there might be certain things that they need to get in order, especially they're, they're in debt, but it's still like, I'm still open to talking to them because I know that they're stressed out. And like, even if it's 30 minutes, let me see if there's any way that I can help you. It's if you're in credit card debt, you have medical bills, there are other solutions. You don't have to just settle for maybe bankruptcy. You know, there might be other steps that you can take. And then it really all comes down to also habits that people need mm-hmm. to start <laughs> facing. And sometimes it's a, they're like, oh my gosh, um, I write down, okay, what's your income? What's your expenses? They see that they have 5,000 disposable income, 6,000 disposable income, but they're in debt and they have nothing in savings. And I'm like, okay, it's almost like a reality check too. Is like, you have to know this. And I'm not saying save everything that you make, you you can still have fun, you can still enjoy, but just budget a little bit, right? And then know where fine, um, maybe have this for this, have this for that, and, you know, do a percentage here and there so that, hey, you don't, you're not restricting yourself completely, but you're paying off your debt, even if you have to start with $50 a month, that's better than nothing. Yeah. <laughs> like $10 a week is better than nothing. Um, so yeah, (laughs) I mean, just like watching your money grow with compound interest in retirement accounts, the same thing's happening to your debt that they're tacking on fees with interest. And then that those fees are getting fees and you just want to stay as far away from that as possible. Yeah. 
banks are not your friend. <laughs> no, banks have all the money. Get some back. That's what I'm saying. Give <laughs> me some back. money Take back. Yeah. Uh, oh my gosh. Nothing makes me more mad than if I see like a $15 service fee on oh, one of my yeah. accounts. I'm like, I'm immediately on the phone. Like, do you need to get rid of this right now? Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> not okay. <laughs> so with retirement planning, I think retirement planning is the one direction probably everyone listening and everyone on the planet wants to go eventually, right? Some of us have earlier in retirement plans than others, but do you have one big piece of advice or one thing you want people to know about retirement planning? Um, I think it goes back to the timing thing is yeah. get one started as soon as possible. And you know, there are other accounts you have to diversify in retirement. You don't want to depend on just one 401k that your company offers you, um, you know, definitely take the match, but there are others um, options like we, we talked about previously with tax-free strategies, whether it's Roth IRA or the life insurance policies, if it's structured correctly, um, you need to grow in a way if you're young and healthy, like there are so many different ways that to be grown that. And I want to touch a little bit on that too, is because uh, with 401ks um, later down the road, everything inside of it is fully taxable. You got to um, remember that, yeah, you don't pay taxes up front, but later you're going to have to pay taxes. The governments love these type of plans, you know, and so it was established for a reason. And, um, you know, although that it does help people and, um, you know, definitely take advantage of it if they offer it to you, but you can't just only depend on that, you know, to be your full retirement, because at the end of the day, if you can think about who successfully, you know, financially retired off of their solely off of 401ks, um, you know, it's they maybe they are able to retire, um, but maybe they're not financially free, um, mm -hmm. you know, off of that. So you have to diversify in retirement. That's, that's a really good point. All that money in your 401k that you put in, that your employer put in, and then all, you know, any interest money you've made on it it's all getting taxed. And that could be 20, 30 years down the road when guess what? Taxes might be a little higher than they are today. You don't know what's going to happen in the future when it comes to that. Stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 So there's something to be said definitely for like those after-tax dollars and tax-free growth. Um, that's really important. I love that you said that. Um, is there anything else, anything we didn't touch on that we want to share with people? Hmm. I know that you were thinking about hosting a women's group. Do oh, you yeah. have any more information about that women's yeah. group? What it might like, wh who, who is that women's group for? I mean, obviously women, but you know, uh, what else about that group that you know, information that you have about that group? Yeah. So it's been an idea of mine that um, this year I'm doing it. And um, I want to just um, I've been meeting so many great women throughout, like, even just this past quarter, um, you know, at the Women's Expo, I met you and um, other um, events that I've been to that um, it just, you know, so when you when you run into them, you kind of vibe and, um, and it's always great. So I love that. And so um, I want to create this um, women's networking event where you can just connect with one another, because I think um, women, um, we are very powerful and there's a lot of things, um, a lot of collaboration that you can do amongst each other, help each other out instead of that, you know, segment of like being catty and like not really be inviting like that's there's no reason for all of that, you know, and just be kind to one another, encourage others. So 
I want to uh, be, that's my vision. Um, so it's probably going to happen. I will say um, sometime in August or September, um, um, and I'm going to be getting a space uh, where, um, you know, there'll be champagne and, you know, at little appetizer pictures. And um, I would say if you're in, if you're in business, um, you know, small business, a big business, whatever, even if it's just if you have a regular job, but you just want to grow your mindset, connect with other women that are positive and that want to grow, um, that's kind of what it will be for. Um, and there'll be different speakers. And so that would, um, it will be connect with me through my social media um, and um, that I will definitely be um, keeping everyone updated on my social. Awesome. Is Instagram the best place to do that with you? Yes. Yes. Instagram and Instagram handle is financial.le. So E-L-L-I. Yeah. E-L-L-I. I know everyone says Eli. So it's E-L-L-I. It looks like Ellie to me, but you know, Ellie, I think Ellie could be I-E or spelled differently. Yeah. So financial.le, which is E-L-L-I. And we will be sure to tag that in our show notes. And when we post about this on our Instagram page as well. Yeah, I'm so, um, yeah, I'm super grateful for this opportunity and to meet you guys both. And yeah, I'm excited for what's what this year has to offer. <laughs> Honestly, there's so much money out there and I just, we deserve more of it. Yes. <laughs> Let's get more of it. <laughs> Honestly, we're we're out there working just as hard, or let's be honest, probably harder than mm -hmm. our male counterparts to get less money than they're getting at almost everything. And in order to not be aggravated about that, I need to know that my investments are making more money. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 100%. Yeah, we do a lot. And you, I mean, as women, especially moms, I mean, yeah. mom, that's, we talked about that. That's a full-time six-figure job itself. And, and then if you, a lot of women still have full-time job on top of that, you know, and then they have to take care of the household and yeah. kids and, you know, take care of men and take care of themselves. Too. Yeah. Self-care. Yeah. Taking care of themselves always falls last. Mm -hmm. And then where are they when retirement comes along? Mm -hmm. Yeah. When do you get to retire from being a mom? I don't know. I never. <laughs> no expiration. <laughs> yeah. There's no retirement plan on this job. So set yourself up, ladies. Do yourself a favor. Get a financial advisor. Now, Ellie, are you in, um, like, is there a legal thing that you're in Arizona only? Are you nationwide? How does it no. work with? Um, I'm actually nationwide. Um, I okay. do a lot of my you know, during COVID, we kind of switched heavily into virtual. Um, so virtual space was introduced to us. And I love that. So as, um, I have um, clients in California, you know, Florida, uh, Vegas, and, um, you know, all over. So yeah, if you're, um, if you're in different state, um, don't hesitate to reach out to me and we can definitely connect uh, via Zoom. Wonderful. So again, for anybody wondering, SK Wealth Consulting and on Instagram, she's financial.lelli. And we'll be sure to put all her information uh, on the show notes and on our Instagram. Yep. So please do reach out to her. She is yes. a literal quote, pun intended, wealth of knowledge. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> And I loved I love spending time with you today, Ellie. Thank you so much for joining us today and sharing so much of your wisdom with us. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> Pleasure. Awesome. We will talk with you soon. 
And as a final note, if you would be so kind to give us a rating and review on either Apple Podcasts or Spotify, it is truly helpful to our little show. And if you found this episode helpful to you, please share it on social media or with a loved one. You can find and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Woman Get In. And you can find me, Miley, at Dr. Smiley Miley. And I, Mandy, am at MandyPants15 on Instagram. Thanks so much, friends. We'll see you next week. Thank you.